Day 8. Year 100 of Dawn. Incense. Wake up, mother. The birds are singing in your hair. It's a dream morning. All the flowers seem to come from heaven. They are magic. Look, there is male and female, looking out the magic door. The babies are peeping from their hearts. I feel like crying now. It is so beautiful. George Gomez, The Music from the Water. Have you ever awakened from a deep sleep and then entered into that neverland between dream and reality? You have just had the best dream of your life, and as you wake up, you never want that feeling of bliss to leave. Your senses are filled with the extraordinary, the fantastic, the surreal sense of the picture-perfect world you just experienced in your dream. This is how I felt that first morning, my first morning, when I woke up in the garden. The dawn of my birth was like no other. Well, except possibly Adam's, since he was formed directly from God's hand, as Elohim made him from the dust of the earth, like a potter with clay, forming the first man into his image. The sensual essence of men, to me, is of the earth not exotically fragrant like incense or perfume. No, a man's smell is more like rich moss, or the smell of wet dirt after the rain, fragrant in their own manly way. I like men to be like this. I don't want them to be all sweet-smelling. That would be weird, for me anyway. Some women might like their men sweet-smelling, but I like Adam's earthly scent. I like to smell Adam's sweat, on a good day, his odor brings me comfort, which grounds me as a woman, because I am often wandering in the outer limits of the ideal in my mind. Men and women are made uniquely differently. When we appreciate and love each other's differences, it's a beautiful phenomenon. I love my Adam. I love that he's made with a different psyche and body than mine. But the truth is, I wasn't thinking about Adam that first morning. I know what you must think. You're probably wondering how I could not notice a handsome, breathing, red-blooded, naked man next to me as I awoke from that ethereal slumber. As the soft light of the new day drifted through my newly formed eyelids like a fresh song I was hearing for the first time, the melody very faint, then becoming clearer. An exquisite descant from the creator's heart whispered to me, Come away with me, my beloved. Come into my garden. Let me fill your senses with fragrant perfume. I did not come to earth as a baby, but as a fully grown woman, sensual, awake to the moment, feeling my body for the first time. What a gorgeous body. Not that I'm bragging, but my skin is so smooth, so moist, so delicate. My skin is also like a rainbow. When the sun glistens on my arm, I can see every color which will be the colors of all of my children. Anyway, I must have lain there for an hour. Not that time meant anything, but I lay there for some time, lingering in the poignant moment of my own creation. The lightness of my being, the deliciousness of this new day, this first day for me. With the orange light of sunrise glowing through my still-closed eyes, I felt my legs, my arms. Wow.
What a cool feeling. I was a soul in a body designed especially for my purpose as a woman, for my Adam, and to have fellowship with my Creator. I had the coolest sense of hanging in the balance of perfection. I was made flawless. I was set in the garden of completion. The stage was perfectly arranged. There were no blots yet, no stains, no sin, nothing but the awareness of my first breath and each of my breaths thereafter. That morning in the garden, my soul sang in union with the mystery of creation with every fiber of my being. I was a flowing fountain. I was the first woman, and I carried the hope of all humanity in my innermost parts. The enormity of it all, the wonder of it all. I remember it as if it were a frozen bit of forever time, which held the essence of all that I was created to be. And that hope of the first dawn, as I opened my eyes, still lingers with me. As I close my eyes, I remember all of this, that time long past. But the most important detail of that first morning was not in my feelings, nor in my eyes as I saw the vibrant colors of the garden for the first time. It was not even in my ears, although the sounds of the animals breathing contentedly beside me, the lion sleeping peacefully with the lamb, the wet dew sprouting droplets on the crisp leaves, the sweet, bubbling water from the river flowing in Eden, and the odd jungle noises of the monkeys laughing. All of this seemed so tangible that it should have captured the whole of my awareness. But no, it was the aroma that engulfed my senses, the smell of incense. The most important detail that first day was the entrancing fragrance of a perfect earth that seemed to be formed more from a prayer rising as incense than merely from a spoken word. The world, birthed from the womb of a perfect mother and the heart of a perfect father, shaped by the one perfect parent, two parents in one. That scent rose from the ground and permeated the air, it was the incense of him, the incense of the Elohim's perfect expression of love that had caused him to prepare this glorious earth for his creation. What an artist, what an architect, what a builder, I might have thought. But I did not know of these things. All I knew was that the honeyed la du tombe of the garden, of his presence, filled my being in every aspect. I wanted nothing. I had everything, even without Adam. I would, of course, notice him, or should I say, I would arise to him after he awoke and noticed me. But I'll talk about that later. I had everything in my first moment with God. The aroma of the garden was the essence of the Creator, the bouquet of his incense to me, to us. The scent emanated from the love of a mother and a father. As I think now about all the hardships that will come upon the earth, I think about this earth that was created perfectly for us. And even in all our times of depravity, we can still breathe the air. We can enjoy the breeze of a garden. And we are able to feel the earth with our bare feet.
Even in the darkest hour, we might get a glimpse of the moon as it hangs as a golden lantern in the evening sky. Or gaze in awe while we listen to the incredible comfort of the night sky's symphony of stars that tell the story of ultimate redemption from beginning to end. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day, uttering speech, and night unto night, shows knowledge. There is no speech, nor language, where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the world, and their words to the end of the world. Psalm 19 The Redeeming Story His Plan to Get Us Back to the Garden The Witness of the Stars the blueprint from beginning to end. This is all we want. This is all I wanted after the fall. I was created for Adam. A woman can encompass a man, but does not need a man. We can nurture each other, which is a beautiful thing, but inside, deep inside, we only need that incense, that permeating essence of fellowship with Elohim. It is the sustenance of our being. It is the bonds of our molecules, the energy of our atoms. It knits the organic membranes of our internal organs together. It is the beating of our heart, the pulsating flow of our interactive body-slash-mind-slash-soul-slash-spirit. In Him, we live and move and have our being. The complete oneness with Elohim as I awoke in the dream state was the reality that I had never left him, that I was still with him, that I was in him and he was in me, yesterday, today, and forever. And now, I long to be with him forever. I cannot describe it. I wish I possessed a sufficient repertoire of language, but I am clearly at a loss for words. Words are not fluent enough to describe the knowing, and how this knowing, the forever knowing, the swallowing of him into me and me into him, the oneness of it all. There is a language of the heart that is able to fellowship with the Creator. It is the language spoken from your deepest heart to his. And this was my first language, my mother tongue. All of this before Adam. You see how I am poetically weaving this magic thread for you, my daughters. You see how I am pouring out to you these rivers of living water, the memory of that moment in the garden, alone, awake, alive to him, is the most important moment of my existence. It is still the incense for which I long. I long to inhale him, to be filled with the incense of his presence. The time spent in the garden was like being in a perpetual bubble. Adam and I lived in a bubble of his presence. Of course, you know how that bubble was popped. But the coolest thing of all was that even after we had been cast out of the garden, when life was hard and we toiled under the curse and I cried out from the pain of childbirth, I knew if I cried out to him, he would answer me. And I did cry out, as I did one night after I had birthed Seth, and my body would not stop bleeding. 
Perhaps it was because I knew this was it. More children would come. More happiness, yes. Yet also, more anguish. And that this cycle of procreation was not going to stop. That there would be another mouth to feed, and more tension with Adam, as he had to work harder in the field. But along with this, would also be more love. More joy. The bittersweet kiss. The journey of life. That night, the afterbirth seemed to scream as it tore from my uterus. Ache, agony, joy mixed with pain, more joy, more pain. This will be our life on earth. The sweetness with a sting of sour, the cycle of life. Keep in mind, daughters, there were no drugs or hospitals, only the harsh reality of life outside the garden. But it was at this time, as I lay shivering from the loss of blood, that I had the extraordinary experience of feeling the presence of God lie over me like a blanket. The warmth of his presence covered my body and warmed the depth of my soul, reminding me of the first daybreak. When I remembered that first morning, this dark night of my soul was swallowed into an eternal bubble of light with his incense once again. Peace filled my heart, and my body stopped shivering. I became toasty and warm, and I was instantly transported to the garden once again. I felt that nothing could ever separate me from that lingering moment enraptured in his presence, as it was at the first dawn of my creation. Perhaps the world was meant to be an art installation, and even though it was tweaked with sin, the artist himself, with his very breath, will hold us in his incensed prayer, until one day the trees will clap their hands and the stones will sing his praises again, as on the first morning. The velvet night wrapped me in a blanket of stars, warmed with a story of love, told without words, stretched across the heavens, swallowing me into an eternal, heavenly full. Laurie Matisse